Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome everyone to Too Good to Be True. Thank you for taking the time to listen. The subject for today's show is the history behind Star Wars. Before we start getting into details, let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it. We choose a subject and research it, and based on that research, we determine what we think needs to be explained by creating a series of questions. Then Justina provides psychic insight to answer those questions. The psychic insight is narrated towards the end of the show. Accepting the psychic insight is a question of individual belief. Now let's go through the disclaimers. Here are the disclaimers. Neither of us claim to have any expertise on any subjects that we discuss. We relate information we find through research and the psychic insight. We are always delighted to hear from the listeners. The show only lasts an hour. We don't have the time to present exhaustive research on any topic. This means that there will be information that we miss. We want to provide a basis for the psychic insight. We don't care if a theory turns out too good to be true, as the show name suggests. We are only interested in finding out more of the truth about topics. Spirit can only relate insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. Only comments that are appropriate for our time can be given through the psychic insight. Much of the subject matter in shows may already been covered many times in other media. We want to look into subjects in a new, different way and be thought-provoking. We're not so good with pronouncing names, we apologize. We are assuming that listeners are familiar enough with the Star Wars movies, hence we are assuming there will be no spoilers. And neither of us have any particular knowledge of history, folklore, or movies. If we have missed any, misstated anything, we apologize. This episode is your idea, and it includes history. Yeah, but we won't be talking about ancient civilizations. In the Force Awakens released in 2015, I'll never forget the reaction in the theatre when Han Solo and Princess Leia appeared in a scene together for the first time. There was this enormous wave of nostalgia and excitement. Maybe filmmakers think that people want something new and exciting, but still want familiarity. What is the first piece of history? Let's look at a fascinating character. Senator Palpatine of Naboo, who eventually became becomes Emperor Palpatine of the Galactic Republic. Why Palpatine in particular? Because he was a politician with a public image and a very different private image. The character Palpatine is described in Wikipedia as follows. Quote, 
Shiv Palpatine, also known as his Sith identity, Darcilius, and publicly as Senator Palpatine, then Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, and later Galactic Emperor Palpatine, is a fictional character and the main antagonist of the Star Wars franchise, mainly portrayed by Ian McDermott in the original trilogy. He is de de depicted as Emperor of the Galactic Empire and the Sith Master of Darth Vader. In the prequel tri tri trilogy, he is portrayed as a characteristic senator from Naboo who uses Machiavellian deception and political manipulation to rise to the position of Supreme Chancellor of the Galactic Republic before transforming the Republic into the Empire. Though outwardly appealing to be well in, uh, a well-intentioned public servant and supporter of democracy prior to being Emperor, Palpatine's true identity is actually Darth Sidious, the Dark Lord of the Sith, a cult of practitioners on the dark side of the Force, previously thought to have been extinct for millennia, a master of Darth Maul and Count Dooku. As his Sith identity, Palpatine masterminds the Clone Wars, uses the conflict as a convenient pretext to grant himself dictatorial emergency powers and to stay in office long after his term has expired. Palpatine ultimately reorganizes the Republic into the Galactic Empire, invokes martial law and declares himself emperor. He then proceeds to, to all but exterminate the Jedi Order through Order 66 and manipulates Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker into turning to the dark side and becoming his new apprentice, Darth Vader. Palpatine rules the galaxy for over two decades before his reign is brought to an end when Vader turns on his master and kills him in order to save his son, Luke Skywalker. Unquote. Machiavellian means using any means necessary to maintain political power. Who was Palpatine based on? The History Channel website in an article entitled The Real History That Inspired Star Wars from August of 2018 explains that the United States president being the only one to resign from office was the inspiration for Palpatine. Quote, according to J.W. Rinsler's The Making of Star Wars Return of the Jedi, when asked if Emperor Palpatine was a Jedi during a 1981 story conference, Lucas responded, no, he was a politician. Richard M. Nixon was his name. He subverted the Senate and finally took over and became an imperial guy, and he was really evil. But he pretended to be a really nice guy. In a 2005 interview published in the Chicago Tribune, Lucas said he originally conceived Star Wars as a reaction to Nixon's presidency. It was really about the Vietnam War, and that was the period when Nixon was trying to run for a second term, which got me to thinking historically about how do democracies get turned into dictatorships because the democracies aren't overthrown, they're given away, unquote. How did Nixon act like a dictator or an undemocratic leader? After Nixon was inaugurated in 1969, he began secret bombings in Cambodia. This was kept secret from Congress and the American people for more than a year. Also, there was the Chenault Affair, named after Anna Chenault, a supporter and fundraiser. She became Nixon's underground channel to the South Vietnamese government. The New York Times, in an opinion piece entitled Nixon's Vietnam Treachery from December of 2016, suggests that George Lucas was apparently right about Nixon. The David Frost mentioned, or to be mentioned, was a famous interview and talk show host, famous for his interviews with Nixon after his fall from power. The Johnson to be referred to was the incumbent president who had been President Kennedy's vice president. President Johnson was sworn into office the day of President Kennedy's assassination in 1963. Here is a quote from the New York Times opinion piece, quote, Richard M. Nixon always denied it to David Frost, to historians and to Lyndon B. Johnson, who had the strongest suspicions and the most cause for outrage at his successor's rumored treachery. To them all, Nixon insisted that he had not sabotaged Johnson's 1968 peace initiative to bring the war in Vietnam to an early conclusion. My God, I would never do anything to encourage South Vietnam not to come to the table, Nixon told Johnson in the conversation captured on the White House taping system. Now we know Nixon lied. A newfound new cash of notes left by H.R. Haldeman, his closest aide, shows that Nixon directed his campaign's efforts to scuttle the peace talks, which he feared could give his opponent, Vice President Hubert H. Humphrey, 
an edge in the 1968 election. On October the 22nd, 1968, he ordered Holderman to monkey wrench the initiative. The article continues. Holderman's notes return us to the dark side. Amid the reprisals, we must now weigh apparently criminal behavior that, given the human lives at stake and the decade of carnage that followed in Southeast Asia, may be more reprehensible than anything Nixon did in Watergate. Unquote. Bob Holderman was Nixon's White House White House Chief of Staff, who was convicted of conspiracy and obstruction of justice following the break into the Democratic National Committee headquarters at the Watergate office complex in Washington, D.C. Nixon resigned from office following his covering up of the Watergate break-in, anticipating impeachment. Nixon had earlier stated in the famous press conference, I am not a crook, when denying any involvement in Watergate. It seems ironic that the expression, the dark side, seems to have gone full circle. Is there more to the story of why the Vietnam War escalated than Nixon's reported manipulation of the South Vietnam? A common question is that if President Kennedy or JFK had not been assassinated, would there have been an all-out Vietnam War? A quote from the Wikipedia article on JFK suggests that the fight against communism was going to continue even if JFK had survived. Quote, in early 1962, Kennedy formally authorized escalated involvement when he signed the National Security Action Memorandum, Subversive Insurgency, War of Liberation, Operation, Operation Ranch Hand, a large-scale aerial defoliation effort. This began on the roadsides of South Vietnam. Depending on which assessment Kennedy accepted, Department of Defense or, or State, there had been zero or modest progress in countering the increase in communist aggression in return for an expanded U.S. involvement. In April 1963, Kennedy assessed the situation in Vietnam, saying, we don't have a prayer of staying in Vietnam. Those people hate us. They're going to throw our asses out of there at any point. But I can't give up that territory to the communists and get the American people to re-elect me, unquote. Were there any other influences from the Vietnam War? Star Wars was written as a protest against the war. The original Star Wars movie was released in 1977, when the Vietnam War finally, with the Vietnam War finally ending in 1975, with American servicemen leaving in 1973. This was after renewed conflict in the region had started as early as 1955, when France was no longer the colonial power. The following quote is from a New York Post article from 2014. Quote, back in 1973, note on Star Wars, Lucas made clear which side he was rooting for in the Vietnam War, a large technological empire going after a small group of freedom fighters, unquote. This makes me wonder what's behind the idea of the Death Star, but we'll have to continue after this short break. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, 
international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we are discussing the history behind Star Wars. So let's change topics. I've been wondering what was behind the idea of the Death Star, which is a really big part of the first movie. Let's get a description for the original Death Star from the Star Wars website. Quote, the Death Star was the Empire's ultimate weapon, a moon-sized space station with the ability to destroy an entire planet. But the Emperor and Imperial officers like Grand Morf Tarkin underestimated the tenacity of the Rebel Alliance who refused to bow to this technological terror, unquote. Grand Morf Tarkin was the commander of the Death Star. What does the Death Star represent? The History Channel website provides an explanation of the symbolism behind the Death Star. Quote, the tense relationship between the United States and the Soviet Union with the threat of nuclear annihilation lurking in the background was hardly history when Star Wars first premiered in 1977. The threat to the planet posed by nuclear weapons was encapsulated on screen in the ultimate weapon of mass destruction, the Death Star, which destroyed Princess Leia's home planet of Alderaan, a blue orb that closely resembled Earth. Star Wars itself entered the realm of Cold War history after it was adopted by the media in the 1980s as a nickname for President Ronald Reagan's proposed strategic defense initiative, which would have used lasers to defend the United States against incoming nuclear missiles, unquote. Did Reagan's strategic defense initiative get implemented? That's hard to say without knowing military secrets, but the name Star Wars for the initiative stuck with some discussion whether it was really intended for Soviet missiles or protection against extraterrestrial craft. After $30 billion was spent on it, the plug was finally pulled in 1993. Think of all the good that could have been done with the $30 billion. Hopefully the investment led to some scientific research breakthroughs that benefited mankind. Let's move on to the Jedi, the characters who were called knights that had lightsabers and used them like swords, but with the ability to fend off rays from energy weapons. The History Channel website describes the parallels with the Knights Templar as follows, quote, while the elite Jedi who guard peace and justice in the Galactic Republic bear similarities to Japanese samurai and Shaolin monks, they also echo the medieval monastic military order of the Knights Templar. The Templar writes Terence McMullen in Star Wars and History, were esteemed above other knights for their austerity, devotion, devotion and moral purity. Like the Jedi, they practiced individual poverty with a military monastic order that commanded great material resources. A 12-member council of elders headed by a Grand Master governed both the Jedi and the Templars, and Jedi clothing even resembled the hooded white robes worn by the Christian warrior monks, who took vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Much like the great Jedi purge ordered by Chancellor Palpatine in the Revenge of the Sith, Francis King Philip IV annihilated the Knights Templar after arresting hundreds of them on October 13, 1307, and subsequently torturing and executing them for heresy, unquote. Shaolin monks can perform, can perform incredible feats of mental and physical prowess that appear to be impossible. 
I am sure you are more than happy to talk about the Knights Templar. We talked about the Knights, Templars, Knights Templar fighting in the Crusades and providing financial services to pilgrims traveling to the Holy Land in another episode. But in relation to the Jedi, Wikipedia explains her lifestyle. Quote, Bernard de Clairvaux and founder Hugues de Payen devised a specific code of conduct for the Templar order, known to modern historians as the Latin rule. Its 72 clauses laid down the details of the knight's way of life, including the types of garments they were to wear and how many horses they could have. Knights were to take their meals in silence, eat meat no more than three times per week, and not have any physical contact of any kind with women, even members of their own family. Unquote. The red cross that the Templars wore on their tunics was a symbol of martyrdom. To die in combat was considered a great honour that assured a place in heaven. So what happened to the knights that survived the executions in 1307? Apparently the executions were prompted in part by Francis King Philip IV owing the Templars a lot of money, which he didn't have. The knights were only answerable to the Pope, but Pope Clement was under Philip's control. The WordPress website in an article about the Templars connected with Switzerland describes where some of the Templars escaped. Quote, the Templars must have got wind of possible actions being put in place by King Philip IV of France. 24 hours before the arrest of Jacques de Molay on the 13th of October 1307, a fleet of Templar ships sailed from the French port of La Rochelle, laden with treasure and knights. The article continues. Some Templar knights landed in Scotland and were granted sanctuary by Robert the Bruce. These knights took up arms and joined Robert the Bruce in his fight against the English for Scotland's independence. Roslyn Chapel became home of the Sinclair Knights, members of the Templar Order. These warriors were buried along with their treasure in the crypt of the chapel. With Switzerland located over the border to the east of France, hundreds of temp Knights Templar would have easily slipped across the border with their treasures into this newly formed country. Unquote. Uh, Jacques de Molay was the last Grand Master of the Knights Templar. Where did the fleet of ships end up? Nobody seems to know exactly where they all ended up. Uh, but regarding Switzerland, the WordPress article continues with an explanation of why in 1315, Duke Leopold of Habsburg, in trying to extend the Austrian Empire, attacked several hundred Swiss troops with overwhelming force, but ended up being defeated. Quote, the only answer that made sense, Knights Templars had escaped from France, crossed the border into Switzerland and granted, sa and granted sanctuary bringing them their military expertise and Templar treasure, buying their way into this new country. The Templars were Europe's bankers from the 11th to the 14th century. Now the largest banking and financial institutions of Europe are located in Switzerland. Pope Julius II called upon Helvetian soldiers in 1506. These mercenaries who would shape Italy's, futures, Italy's future and were granted the title Defenders of the Church's Freedom. On the 22nd of January 1506, 199 years after the arrest of Jacques de Molay in France, the Vatican created the Pontifical Swiss Guard, unquote. Helvetian is another word for Swiss. So there's a connection between the Vatican and the Knights Templar via the Swiss Guard. Possibly. Remember that the Knights had tunics with red crosses. The Swiss flag is the reverse, a white cross and a red background. Switzerland is an established center for the world's banking industry. The Templars started banking and apparently were the first ever multinational corporation. I think we got a long way from the Jedi, but we have time for one more piece of history behind the writing of Star Wars. In the 2012 book Star Wars and History by Nancy R. Regan and Janice Liddell, they looked at Princess Leia's leadership in the Rebel Alliance in terms of women in the French resistance during World War II. Certainly, there's a lot taken from Nazi Germany in the way that the Galactic Empire is represented. There will be many more heroes from that time. Maybe you can just provide an example. Like Princess Leia, I think that André Marte Verru defined survival against all the odds. Here's a brief overview of her life from Wikipedia. André Peel, 13th of February 1905, 5th of March 2010, aged 105, was one of a couple of women known as Agent Rose, the other being Eileen Nairn. The article continues. 
After the German invasion, she joined the resistance and was involved in distributing secret newspapers, but was later appointed head of an undersection of the resistance. She and her team used torches to guide Allied planes to improvised landing strips and help airmen who landed in France to escape onto submarines and gunboats, saving the lives of more than 100 soldiers and airmen and aiding more than 20,000 people. She was arrested in Paris in 1944 and sent to the Ravensbrück concentration camp. She was later transferred to the concentra concentration camp at Buchenwald before her eventual release. During this time, she also survived meningitis. She was being lined up to be shot by her firing squad at Buchenwald when the US Army arrived to liberate the prisoners." Unquote. After the war, she received too many prestigious awards from different nations to mention. Did Eileen Nuren, the other Agent Rose, survive the war? On her passing in 2010, at the age of 89, Eileen Nern, who was born in France, made international news when veterans' organisations ensured that she should be honoured with a fitting tribute. Until the Croix de Guerre, France's highest award for heroism, was found among her belongings, nobody seemed to know about a wartime service for British intelligence in France, including being tortured by the Gestapo while remaining silent. Not being revealed by the enemy as a British spy, she later escaped from a labor camp and then regaining her freedom, then regained her freedom by fooling the SS after being recaptured. Why would the French resistance and the British intelligence put women in such grave danger? Apparently at the time, women were better able to blend in with the general population and could be more effective. With that, it's time for the first question. In The Force Awakens, released in 2015, when Han Solo and Princess Leia first appear on the screen together, why was there a wave of emotional energy in movie theatres? Basically, a sense of significance of the love. So that's what a lot of movies try to do, is create the sense of love, since many people are looking for that. Love of the characters from the audience. Yes. At the movies, do people want something new and exciting, but also want familiarity? Yes, it's like watching some friends or family go through their story. They want this familiarity where it's occurring over time and it's like checking in with an old friend. But we'll have to continue after the short break and you're listening to Too Good To Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hyde can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? 
What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we're going through the questions and psychic insight about the history behind Star Wars. Dad, can you please continue with the questions? Why does the character of Palpatine, the politician, seem so believable? Is it because as a stereotype, the public image may be very different from the reality in private? Yes, that could be said. So politicians overall are known for being very different on the surface compared to behind the scenes. So politicians have these characteristics or stereotypes, you may call it, where there's a lot going on for this front. Is George Lucas accurate in his description of former President Richard Nixon in his subversion of the Senate Senate while pretending to be a nice person? That couldn't be said. In which ways was Nixon flawed? Was it through his relentless ambition for power or was it for other reasons? Power. So gaining power and trying to acquire power can make someone do actions and make choices that they normally wouldn't. So it's basically the power trip that occurs. Was the original Star Wars movie a reflection of the Vietnam War in that democracy was given away rather than overthrown? That could be said, yes. How could the thirst for power be so strong that someone could live with themselves knowing that so much suffering could be involved in them gaining that power? Basically, there's a twofold answer to that. So number one, when a person is facing a choice, they weigh in the negative and positive consequences and benefits. So the problem is when someone's on the search for power or even any goal is that they will continue going after something if there's a positive benefit or rewards being given. So when the benefits or the positives for them outweigh the negatives, that's when they are going to continue with that choice. And in addition, the second thought is to that in a way, a person who is seeking power, who is doing very negative things, doesn't always think about the negative things. So they may shut that out of their minds and they don't want to hear it, they don't want to see it, and they don't want to think about it. So the human brain is very powerful where people can even make themselves forget something or make themselves not remember something. How could Nixon think he was not going to be accountable to the nation and Congress in secretly bombing Cambodia? He in that moment wasn't thinking straight, so he didn't actually think the consequences would occur. Did Nixon sabotage Johnson's 1968 peace initiative to bring the war in Vietnam to an early conclusion? He had a part in it, yes. Is it true as reported that Nixon told Johnson in a conversation captured on the White House taping system, my God, I would never do anything to encourage South Vietnam not to come to the table? Yes. To take away the edge of opponent, Vice President Hubert H. Humphrey did Nixon order his aide, Bob Holderman, to monkey wrench the Johnson Peace Initiative on October 22, 1968, just days before the presidential election? He had a part in that, yes. In order to derail the peace initiative, what did Anna Chenault communicate to the Prime Minister of South Vietnam at Nixon's direction? Basically, a lot of statements filled with fear. So really some more personal stuff that caused quite a disturbance. So not going exactly into the personal information, but some of it was very nasty, you could say. Was the derailment of the peace initiative in 1968 the major reason why the war between North and South dragged on until 1975? It was one of the major reasons, yes, among others. Even in a democracy, how can a few individuals have, have so much power that they can determine the fate of millions of people? Basically, that's how the democracy works overall, is that the people who are voted in are to represent the people and make the choices for those people. So they are given this power where the people are in charge of voting them in. But after they are voted in, that's when they get to make these large choices. So just because it's a democracy, it doesn't mean that everything is going to be agreed on, nor is it always going to be voted on. So that's why picking a president, for example, is a very interesting choice, since the president has a lot more power than other elected officials as well. 
What did Nixon know about the Watergate break-in before it happened? He knew bits and pieces, so not the full story, but he knew more information than he would admit. What was hoped to be achieved by the criminal act of the break-ins? Basically information, so getting more information and also continuing to rise to this power. Why did Nixon state that he wasn't a crook when such a denial in those terms was so beneath a head of state? He didn't believe that he was a crook, so he thought he was many things, but a crook was not one of them. And that's why the statement is so emotional, you could say, is because unfortunately he truly believed that. He knew that was a lot, that he was a lot of bad things, but a crook was not one of them. Can you say anything that would have been different in terms of the progression of the Vietnam War if President Kennedy had not been assassinated? The problem is that's a different timeline that would occur, so many things would be different. But obviously that timeline did not occur. But if Kennedy was still alive, things would have been very different, yes. And it would have changed not just the part of the past, but even events including now. So that one choice, one major change caused the whole timeline to continue. So changing one major event like that would cause extreme differences, not in the past timeline, but in the current and future timelines. With the North Vietnamese being backed by Communist China, was the description by George Lucas as as them as the North Vietnam North Vietnamese being a small group of freedom fighters accurate? Yes. So the backing from Communist China was not sufficient to change the idea of being a small group of freedom fighters. Yes, just because people are backed by others doesn't always mean that they are fighting for the same exact thing. So sometimes people have backing. But that backing isn't helping as much as it seems. Why did the United States believe that its technology could prevail in a guerrilla war fought in jungles with plenty of places to hide? Basically, their confidence and cockiness. So the United States, especially back then, thought they were better and greater than all other militaries. So they thought that they would win no matter what, and their cockiness clouded their judgment. Was the Death Star a representation of the Cold War and weapons that were available that could completely destroy our planet? Yes. Was the destruction by the Death Star of Princess Leia's home planet of Alderaan, a blue orb that closely resembled the Earth, meant to bring home the reality of the danger posed by nuclear weapons? Yes, it was. Was the Strategic Defense Initiative or Star Wars at all realistic for the technology of the 1980s with its intended use of lasers to destroy incoming nuclear missiles. Yes, and of course also the threat of nuclear missiles, so this threat of ultimate destruction. Why wasn't the use of lasers a bigger secret with the possibility of countermeasures designed by the Soviet Union? There are more secrets, so the military did not just put all their secrets out there, meaning what you saw on the surface wasn't what half of the military had. Was the Star Wars initiative intended for defense against Soviet missiles or extraterrestrials or both? Both. Did Reagan fear extraterrestrials as well as the Soviets? Yes, many, many people throughout history have feared this fact that man is not the ultimate being, that there's a possibility of other beings who could easily be more intelligent and easily destroy mankind. Were there any benefits from the $30 billion spent on the Star Wars initiative or was the technology developed, not used productively? That's a difficult question, since in any situation, there's always improvement that could be made. So there's always that it could have been improved. However, people did their best job possible, and obviously it became a very positive outcome. So it's very positive outcome is in terms of today's technology. Correct. Was there something symbolic besides a great victory in the destruction of the Death Star by the Rebel Alliance? There is also the representation that even the strongest weapons can be destroyed, that even the strongest, most powerful weapons always have a flaw with them, where they can be destroyed and ultimately humans can find a way to destroy them with some creative thinking. Were the Jedi based on the medieval Knights Templar who fought in the Crusades? Partially, yes. Are there also similarities to the Japanese samurai and the Shaolin monks? Yes, there is. How are Shaolin monks able to perform incredible feats of mental and physical prowess that appear impossible? 
They put their mind aside since instead of thinking like a human, they train themselves to not think like a human and instead to think with energy and intention. So they are overcoming the blocks of the human brain. Why was there a 12-member council of elders headed by a grand master, and a master governing the Knights Templar? Basically, one to oversee and two, 12 is very significant. So 12 is an even number that's used a lot where it's a repeating pattern of different councils. The number 12 does come up a lot, but why the number 12? Basically, since 12 is powerful. So it's close to 11, but it's almost the most even number, close to 11. So you can think of it where there's this evenness, but there's also enough people where the opinions can differ greatly. So it's not too many people where people don't get a chance to talk, but it's not too few people that the different opinions aren't actually heard. So when votes are taken, discussions occur. It's a more ideal group of people. So 11 is mentioned as it is a master number in numerology. Correct. Also, for the reasons given, 12 is the usual number chosen for a jury. Correct. So 11 is very spiritual. But again, when you're discussing in a group, an even number is usually ideal. So, for example, instead of having three people in a group, it's usually ideal to have two or four. So because it's the closest number and it's not 11, nor is it 13, it's usually chosen. Was Francis King Philip's? Was Francis King Philip the Fourth's annihilation of the Knights Templar on October thirteenth, thirteen o seven, the basis for the extermination of the Jedi under Palpatine's Order sixty six? It was related, yes. But we'll have to continue after this short break. And you're listening to "Too Good to Be True" with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net. Foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Christopher Fulton is a survivor of the National Security State. All he wanted to do was preserve history when he acquired a Cartier watch from the estate of President Kennedy's personal secretary. But that simple act set off a terrible chain reaction. He was pursued by the U.S. Justice Department and the FBI, thrust into the middle of the U.S. government's Assassination Records Review Board, even monitored and pursued by the Russian government. All because that Cartier watch was the missing link of evidence, a timepiece worn by JFK that fateful day in Dallas, a link resulting in Christopher being incarcerated and attacked for nine years 
records because he opened a hidden chapter in history. The intriguing journey outlined fully in Christopher Fulton's memoir, The Inheritance, is available now through Trinday.com or Amazon.com. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination by Christopher and Michelle Fulton is a must-read, an incredible tale of how easily our own government can overrule justice. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we are going through the questions and psychic insight about the history behind Star Wars. Dad, can you please continue with the questions? Does the number 66 have any special significance? Again, six is a very powerful number, and any numbers that are repeating, 11, 22, and so on and so forth, are very special. So it is very, you can say, number that makes an impact. So people are always remembering double numbers, and especially 66 and 99 are numbers that people are drawn to. Were the Knights Templar formed for any reason other than fighting in the Crusades and for the assistance of pilgrims? Also to form a group where people could come together. So again, this goes back to where humans just want to fit in and form an alliance. So even in Star Wars, you can see where a lot of characters form alliances, become friends, because they are lonely and want the company. So it's this natural instinct that humans in general will get together, form a group for a cause they will share. Why were the Knights Templars subjected to rules similar to that of living in a monastery? Because the strictness of it. So setting up boundaries where they had limited choices, which trains them to think very in one direction. So it doesn't give them the more freedom, where again it comes down to choices, where if someone has too much freedom, sometimes they'll go towards the negative choices. How could, it believe that, how could it be believed that to die in combat was a great honor that assured a place in heaven? Basically, since they were fighting for a positive cause in their minds. So they were making the ultimate sacrifice for the cause, which is dying, so giving their own life. So they believed that doing this, the ultimate sacrifice, would guarantee that they would go to heaven. How did Pope Clement become so controlled by Philip IV? Was it a matter of money, or was there more to it? There was money, but there was more psychological manipulation also. So there was basically what where he got under his skin. So where there's manipulation, that can occur. On the 12th of October, 1307, a day before the mass arrest, did a fleet of Templar ships sail from the French port of La Rochelle, laden with treasure and escaping knights? That could be sad, yes. Where was the destination for the fleet of Templar ships? At the time, there was no set destination, so they were going to figure it out as they went along. Did they reach a destination? Not all of them, no. Can you say anything about their destination? There's something that humans need to study more. So that's where ancestry and DNA and such come into play. Did some Templar lights land in Scotland to be granted sanctuary by Robert the Bruce? Yes, some did. Did those knights take up arms and join Robert the Bruce in his fight against the English for Scotland's independence? Yes. Did Roslyn Chapel become home of the Sinclair Knights, members of the Templar Order? Yes. Were those warriors buried along with their treasure in the crypt of the chapel? Yes, they were. Did hundreds of Knights Templars slip across the border with their treasure to the newly formed country of Switzerland? Some of them did, yes. Did those Templars later assist the Swiss in defeating the army of the Austrian Empire? Yes, they did. Is modern Switzerland as a major financial centre based in part on the financial acumen of the Templars? Yes, and the wealth they brought with them. In 1506, did the Vatican create the Swiss Guard in part because of the legacy of the Knights Templar in that country? Yes, in part, and it was in part. So for other reasons as well, not only for that reason. Can you say anything about the other reasons? There are some personal connections as well. In the design of the Swiss national flag with the white cross and the red background, sorry, is the design of the Swiss national flag with the white cross and the red background connected with the tunics of the Knights Templar as a reverse of the red crosses signifying martyrdom? Yes. 
Is Princess Leia's leadership of the Rebel Alliance taken from the bravery and resourcefulness shown by women in the French Resistance during World War II? Partially, yes, and the resistance of women overall. So even in other times where women fought against a lot. Is there any denying that Nazi Germany is taken as a model for the way that the Galactic Empire is represented? There are a lot of similarities, yes, so that could be said. Was André Marte Veru in particular thought of as a role model for Princess Leia? Yes. How was it humanly possible to save the lives of more than 100 soldiers and airmen and aid more than 20,000 people? Basically, you could call it just magic at that point. So being able to do the impossible, but somehow the events and timeline lining up just right. After being arrested in Paris in 1944 and being sent to to the Ravensbrück concentration camp, then Buchenwald, how did she survive meningitis and also being rescued from a firing squad at the last moment? She was very special, so she was able to fight against all odds. And again, the whole path lined up just right for her. Was there any significance in André Marteveru barely managing to survive then to live to the incredible age of 105 years. Yes, she proved that against the odds that she could do it. And she had figured that other people, not just women, could look up to her. So even against all odds, you can still live a long, long life. Why was the other agent, uh, Rose, Eileen Nairn, forgotten about until her death? Just because, again, there were so many different people. So some people, unfortunately, got forgotten about. How could Eileen possess the incredible fortitude and courage to endure being tortured by the Gestapo while remaining silent? Basically, inner strength. So she possesses strength that is something that a lot of people don't have. So she decided she wasn't going to give up. Aside from the ability to blend in, why would the French resistance and British intelligence put women in such grave danger? Unfortunately, there was and still is in some parts where women are seen more as an item versus a human. So there are still many men and there are still some today who view women as objects where they are not as important. And it would be less unfortunate if a woman died compared to a man. What can we learn from the history that Star Wars is based on? Basically that there are many different lessons to be learned. But the main three to be pointed out are number one, is that children, people of all ages, have learned many different lessons from Star Wars. However, the greatest lesson that's been learned is that even throughout history has shown that good triumphs over evil. So despite all odds, people do amazing things. So for example, the Jedi were against all odds, but it just took a few of them to come forward to be able to connect back to the Force and to be able to do amazing things. Number two, the biggest takeaway is that a lot of different movies, TV shows, books, etc. are actually based on true events. So they may not seem likely that they are directly connected, but a lot of them take bits and pieces from history, since nothing is as interesting as history itself. History is putting out all the possibilities, and there have been many over the course of the thousands of years. So humans have seen strange events and have seen a lot of positive things, negative things, amazing people, not so good people. So nothing is as complicated as a true history. And number three with Star Wars, it shows that different generations of people can come together. So this occurs also in history where you have different generations. You have soldiers fighting next to each other from all ages. You have groups of people coming together of all ages. But Star Wars also packs theaters with people who saw the original movies, but also kids, young kids, who are seeing it for the first time. And that's what's very unique about portraying something that's different. It brings a group of people together, which overall is a big impact of Star Wars. No matter who you come from, where you come from, what type of being you are, you're still welcome. That was the last answer. Is Star Wars being full of historic lessons too good to be true? That depends on what you are prepared to believe. Well, I never knew before this week that there was so much behind the writing of the Star Wars movies. I think my biggest takeaway from this episode and the movies is equality, that everyone's treated the same and 
you can see that in most of the Star Wars movies is that groups of people come together. There's robots. I mean, there's R2-D2. There's 3CPO, Chewbacca, all different types of being, all different people who come together for a cause. I have to mention uh, Andre Varou and Eileen Nern. Uh, in doing the research, I was absolutely humbled by these two two heroines. Um, I thought their life stories were absolutely amazing, um, and I just I've just gobsmacked by how they survived. Well, I think that's something that the Star Wars movies are trying to portray is also positive female characters. So a lot of the more recent movies have been known to actually portray women in major roles, which is very interesting and very nice to see that it's actually based on real events. I was wondering, was Princess Leia the first really strong female uh, character in a in a in a in a movie that uh, was was so positive and so strong. Uh, I'm trying to think of movies that were before Star Wars, and I can't think of an example. Well, I think the major thing that a lot of people liked about Star Wars is that it also kind of portrayed the future, this galactic mission in space. It was one of the major sci-fi movies, still is, where people kind of saw what the future could possibly be like. I mean, we don't have spacecrafts flying through space all the time now, but at least it tried to portray the future in a way. I think with that, I think you should mention our Facebook page and uh, anything else. So you can go to our Facebook page at Too Good To Be True or just simply type in Too, T-W-O-G-T-B-T. And you also can go and follow us on Instagram also at T-W-O-G-T-B-T. And you can message us there if you have any suggestions, if you have any comments about today's show. And as always, thank you so much for listening and we look forward to next week's show. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? 
Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.